The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Today on the Radiate Wellness Podcast, we radiate light with Christy Whitman of The Desire Factor. Christy is a New York Times bestselling author of The Desire Factor, is a Quantum Success Coaching Academy, actually the founder of the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, uh, teaches the Law of Attraction, energy mastery, personal development classes, offers private sessions to help clients align with divine energy, and is a channel for the divine council. All of these things are like right up my alley. (laughs) Christy, I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thank you, Christy. I know we were teasing each other. I'm Christy. You're Christy. So you get a bunch of Christies today. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it always kind of like weirds me out just a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute, who am I talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just thrilled to have you on. Um, So let's just dive into it. My gosh, I'm looking at your website now, the desirefactor.com. I'm seeing testimonials and reviews, praise from Sheila Gillette, Marianne freaking Williamson. Oh my God, Michael Beckwith, Dr. Joe Vitale, Lisa Nichols, Bob Proctor. I mean, Sonia Choquette. This is like a who's who in, <laughs> in new thought, spirituality, all that stuff. Wow, this is a heck of a book. It must be doing yes. really well. It is doing really well, and it's getting recommended. Um, someone said on a, on a networking meeting the, the other day for my, um, my pub, pub, what was her? She's my literary agent. Um, she, they weren't even talking about books or anything, and all of a sudden this woman says, before we go, I have to tell you all, I ha- I'm reading a book right now, and it is the best book that I've read in 10 years. And Deborah, my literary agent, was like, oh, really? What book is it? And she said, it's The Desire Factor by Christy Whitman. And she just started laughing. She goes, so people are talking about your book. So I'm really, really proud of it. I wish I could take you know credit for it, but it really is the divine counsel their information that comes through and makes it so leading edge, makes it so practical for us to understand what desires are, what do we need to do with them? How do we manifest them? And it really is like a guidebook for us to, to be energy masters of our own life. So I'm just grateful that I get to be the conduit for this to come through. But it's, it's funny you, Mar- you mentioned Marianne Williamson, because that was, for me, that was a desire factor. This is my seventh book. So when I wrote my very first book, my desire factor was to have Marianne endorse this book, because she was like, for me, one of the most amazing teachers, right? And that's where I've kind of, 25 years ago, I would have Marianne in my cassette, right? Was I was driving around in my car, remember the cassette days? Yeah. And I just love, I just love, I should say, Marianne. She's now a friend of mine. And for every single book that I I have um, created, I've written, 
um, I always would ask Marianne and it was this book where she just texted me one day. She said, go check your email. And I checked my email and, and there she had this beautiful endorsement, you know, for the desire factor. And so it, it's really interesting because it's like who and who and what I had to become to develop into to have a book that she would endorse. That's really what it's about. That's why it's called the desire factor. Because when we have a desire, it, it brings us to a totally different place than who we are now. It expands us in light, expands us in our spirit and, and our, you know, really our pure potentiality. And when we look at desires as something that's a spiritual gift rather than, you know, something that's materialistic or wrong or, you know, we judge ourselves for, we get to go with the flow. It's like, we just get this beautiful journey. It's like riding a magic carpet ride. Oh, that is wonderful. And you, you said that it, this was largely channeled. Yes, the whole, yeah, the book is. Um, I have a lot of my, um, it, it's funny because all of my books, again, this is my seventh book, but all of my books were channeled in some way. Like I don't go just go to write a book. They They all were done through automatic writing. I never knew who... I knew that it was a they. I never knew who I was channeling. And in 2018, I started, you know, channeling the council. And this book, the title of this book already presented itself to me. The um, Some of the concepts and some of the stories had already been written through, but then it was like on pause. And it was interesting because then it was like, there's no momentum here, so I need to just pause this, right? And then all of a sudden the council started coming through me where they, you know, full on use my mouth, my vocal cords, all that. And then they were moving me forward to continue this book. And they were then bringing through the concepts um, that and saying it needs to go in this order. People have, I mean, it was so clear. They're like, people have pieces of the manifestation puzzle. Most people don't know what order to put the pieces in. They try to put, you know, imagine if you're doing a puzzle and you're trying to take a corner piece and put it in the middle, it doesn't make the puzzle work. Right. right? And so it's like they, people need to know in order to master their lives and understand that they create their own reality and how to create their own reality they have to know that it goes in step-by-step order. It's kind of like a padlock. You know, if you get the numbers out of sequence, it doesn't open, right? You have you all have, the numbers. Yeah, you have all the numbers, but you're not doing in the right order. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. That. Now, I mean, your other books seem to be about manifestation as well, quantum success, the art of having it all. I like this one, Taming Your Alpha Bitch, How to Be Fierce and Feminine and Get Everything You Want. I love that. Uh, seven Essential Laws, The Keys to Create Anything by Using the Laws of the Universe, and Perfect Pictures, um, an inspirational book for those who like it perfect. So what sets Desire Factor apart? Well, so yes, you mentioned it, like the foundation of all of my work, because it's where I started my own understanding and spiritual journey 25 years ago, is I started learning about the universal laws. And so I spent five years honing them and learning them and applying them. And then that's when my first book came through me to teach and to coach. And so I was doing this in my own life, totally saw my life completely change from one to another in five years. And so it's like everything is foundational for me because that's what literally turned my life around. I went from dating bad boys to really good, really great men. I'm 15, 15 years married with the most amazing man. You know, I, I was able to turn financial situations from being totally in lack and going in debt, out of debt, in debt, out of debt, into being financially free. I, I don't diet anymore. I work out, I eat right, but I don't diet like I used to, you know, in, in, and I have my ideal body. When I feel like I've gained a few pounds, I can easily adjust back. Um, the support of friends that I have is so different than I used to have. I mean, it just everything, it, my career, oh my gosh, I'm so passionate per, and I'm so on purpose with what I'm doing now versus making a lot of money and, you know, selling, being a pharmaceutical rep. So everything was just so different. And so this is what I teach from is these seven essential laws. And why the desire factor is different is that it implements all of this seven essential laws but it's, it, it brings them in as concepts, but we have to know 
what are the physical, like us as physical human beings, what are the actual steps in order to integrate and apply those seven essential laws? And so there are seven principles that the divine council brought through me. And it's like the principle, first principle is alignment, right? Well, when you're aligning, you're applying the universal laws, right? So instead of me just educating maybe on, um, say, the seven essential laws book, right? And teaching about this is law of attraction, or this is the law of sufficiency and abundance, or this is the law of detachment. I'm, I'm taking these concepts in the desire factor to a whole different level of practicality and really applying it so that you can really flow with your desires in a step-by-step approach. I love that. Um, And so all of these seven principles you got directly from the divine council. Yes. Yes. But what's interesting is that it's always been an extension of the work. Like because in quantum success, I talk about alignment and momentum, right? Those are two of the key. If you're going to, if I was going to say what's the cliff note version of quantum success, which is a book about money and career, applying the seven essential laws to that, you know, aspect alignment and momentum. Well, it's funny because as they said, you got to, you got to really chunk it out and you got to dig deep in this. So the first principle is alignment. Momentum means action. That's the seventh principle. There's five other principles in between there that really need to be understood in order to take it to the next level. Right. Absolutely. You know, they say you can't win if you don't play. So there's like wanting to win and then playing, but in between, there's all kinds of things to get in alignment. And what yes. kind of things can get you into alignment? Well, when you really think about it, when we, when we say alignment, it means we have to align our consciousness with whatever it is that we desire. And how do you align your consciousness? Well, our consciousness is really broken down into five aspects. The words that we speak, right? The language, the, um, what we literally speak out loud, right? Those words have power. Words have creative power. So our language and watching our words is absolutely essential because when you think about it, what are thoughts, which thoughts is the next thing. Thoughts are a series of words. So words have creative power and it's kind of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Did you think the thought and then you say the words or did you think of the word? And then, you know, we, we learn these words, they, they mean something and then they become thoughts and then the thoughts take over and then we speak. So it's like they have this interconnectedness, right? Much like, so you got words and thoughts, much like the words or thoughts and emotions, A lot of times people think, oh, it's all about mindset. No, it's not. It's an aspect. It's a part of our consciousness. But when you understand that your thoughts affect your emotions and that your emotions affect your thoughts, this is why traditionally, why the council talks about, it's all about energy mastery. And you got to first go to the emotions. It's not about going to the thoughts and trying to change your thoughts. Because if you change a thought, the energy underneath, which is the emotions, which is so much more intense is still going to produce the thoughts. So go change and process the emotions, release it, let it out, bring in a higher energy, whether it's the connection to abundance or success or well-being, whatever it is that you're wanting to feel, feel that, and then the thoughts naturally change because of that. They're interconnected, right? Right. So So if we go back to what is consciousness, we create from our own individual consciousness It's the words that we speak, the thoughts that we think, the perspective that we hold, like those could be beliefs, expectations, right? Then it's the the emotions that we feel or don't feel, right? A lot of people suppress their emotions or denying their emotions or taking medication so they don't have to feel themselves. It's the biggest point of of attraction that we have is our emotions. And then fifth is is the actions, behaviors, the things that we do, right? And that's all of that needs to be in alignment. And, and that's the biggest work. That's the biggest step. Because once you can figure out that and where you have split energy, meaning you want this, you think positive about it, but you feel doubt about it. Ah, there's split energy. Okay. So how do you then know the processes to release the worry or the doubt so that you can come back in alignment 
with the excitement or the, you know, the, how you want to feel. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, that does seem to be missing in a lot of things that we hear, see, read. Yeah. And it's essential when you really think about it, because for, for years, again, I've been on this journey for 25 years, half of my life now. And at first, I mean, you you know, and it's not to discount anything because all of it has an important place, but it's kind of like, if you go to kindergarten, then you got to go to first grade, second grade, you got to work your way up and, you know, and you learn different things, right? Well, when you understand about affirmations, that's one of the first things I learned to affirm what you want to be, right? It's to say a positive affirmation is way better than saying something that's negative, right? It's a huge shift. But then you get to a place where it's like, it goes deeper than just affirmations. Because if you think about it, it's like thoughts, in our minds, right? If you just change a thought, it's kind of like having a garden and just cutting the weeds at the top, but not pulling them out, right? Those weeds are going to keep growing if you just, and so people say affirmations until they're blue in the face and nothing changes Mm -hmm. because they're not connecting it with truly the essence and the energy of their emotions. I like that weed analogy. We got to get the whole thing. And it does sometimes feel like, you know, saying affirmations, it just feels like you're kind of slapping a little layer of paint on on something, right? Yeah. And then exactly. getting to that feeling place below, that's really the the work, isn't it? It is. And and here's the interesting thing too, and not to again, I'm not here to discount anything because it all is no. all important. It's all a progression. Um, but traditional, and I'm saying traditional therapy, because there's a lot of therapists now that are working with energy and, and kind of understanding consciousness. Yeah. But traditional therapy, the therapy I went to, you know, 23 years ago, right? Started started on, or not 23 years, but maybe 26 years ago, started on that path of traditional therapy. I would go in, this is before I learned about the seven essential laws. I would go in, I would talk. You know, for me, it's good to talk about things. It, it kind of releases energy. But the stuff that I was had my traumas or my pain in my pain body, I would talk about it from the mental, but I wasn't actually releasing the emotions from deliberately working with the energy behind the emotions. And so talking about it would amplify the emotions and then the emotions would amplify it. And I would end up feeling a lot of times worse afterwards, not feeling a sense of relief because all I was doing was stirring it up. It's kind of like going up into the attic and, and taking a, um, a broom and just, you know, kind of sweeping things around and not picking it up with the dustpan and taking it out of the attic. Mm. You're just going in there with a broom and all the dust is getting, but it settles back down. You, you didn't do anything. You didn't really clean it up. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, Understanding that when you're processing your emotions and having that energy mastery, understanding that any emotion, whether it's sadness, you know, fear, worry, doubt, excitement, joy, it's it's all energy. We're all energy. Yes, we're physical, but we're also energy. We know this from modern science now. We know this from quantum physics. And so it's understanding how to then process, move, be the energy master of your mind. When you have a mind, you know, your mind is like on something and you just like feel like you're spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. How do you know that that's just energy and what do you know to do with it so that you're releasing that thought that's keeping you stuck in lack, for example, or some kind of limitation or tied to your pain body? I mean, that's really what we're talking about is like understanding that we have the power to release those things easily and and return back to our light body instead of our trauma or pain body. And you know, like I've had clients that have worked with the council. It's 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 just absolutely remarkable. I had a woman that was in traditional therapy for eight years intensely, three times a week. Oh wow. On one subject for something that was very traumatic for her. Wow. She did one session with the council, 20 minutes later, the imprints were all gone. And she even said, I, I spent eight years in traditional therapy, intensely talking about my feelings, but it didn't get released like it just did. Cause like they help you release the energy. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So people can work with you and work with the council directly. Is that correct? 
Yes. So we do group classes. We have a class called quantum energy mastery that when I first started channeling them, they gave like literally serving it up in a plate, like this is the course. And so we've been teaching it now for a couple of years. It's remarkable. We do meditations together, like monthly meditations. We have meditations that have been recorded that are 30 days of meditation. So, you know, there's lots of ways people could do healing events. Um, I do less and less one-on-one um, sessions with people, but that still is available. And, you know, there's a lot of gr- group kind of work. If someone doesn't want to do it as, as intense as, and intimately, there's, um, we have things like sacred circle of light where they work in a group, you know, 10 or less, and each person gets touched and, um, they, you get healings after healings, you know, within a session. So there's, there's lots of different options on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different ways to work with you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Um, did you grow up knowing all of this? Did you grow up like oh, no, no, no. concepts? Right. Okay. Kind of what I thought. So how did that all happen? How did that all unfold? Well, so uh, it's funny because I grew up in an Italian American family in Scottsdale, Arizona, and, you know, like a little bit upper middle class and, um, my parents until this day are still the same way. So that's why I'm so grateful for what I know, but my parents, like no matter what they did, no matter what they made, no matter what they experienced, nothing was ever enough. And so I got imprinted like most people do, but to a very extreme degree of lack of limitation of separateness of victimization of drama, chaos, struggle. And that was what I knew. And so no matter what I did, whether it's graduate from college or go get a you know nice job out of college, I cr- create my own career, have health in my body, create money, friends that I had around me, nothing was ever enough. And I remember there was a moment in, I moved from Arizona to Chicago after I graduated college and I was engaged to be married. And my girlfriend that's known me since seventh grade, she kind of did an intervention. She goes, listen to me, you're supposed to be, the happiest, right? Because you're engaged to be married and I have never seen you more miserable. And with that, I started going to therapy and started unpacking that this relationship really isn't good for me because I did have a tendency of of dating the guys that were on drugs and alcohol and, you know, went down that road myself. I was not innocent, you know, and and it was like, yeah, I, I can't be doing this. So we made a vow to not do any drugs or alcohol while we were engaged. And then my eyes opened up. And so after that relationship broke up, it was a realization. It's like, I'm not happy. Like, what, what's going to make me happy? Because I've accomplished this. I've done this. I've had that. You know, I, if I'm not happy now, what's it going to take? And it was just this feeling of, I'm so not fulfilled in my life. What, what do I, what, is this what this is about? You know, and I'd watched my older sister at that point. She was 11 years older than me, only sibling I had, in and out of doing drugs. I mean, was not happy, you know, same kind of thing. She wasn't a role model to me in that way. And um, I decided that it's like I needed a change. And I actually met a guy that I was, that was living in California. So I made a lateral move from Chicago to California. And the first person I met was a friend of his that was a hairdresser and hairstylist. And I went and got my hair cut and Janina had this complete different energy. I mean, I didn't have this language back then, but I can say it now. Her energy was incredible and she was so joyful. It's like when she spoke, it was like bubbles of joy came out of her mouth. I mean, she was just like, so it was amazing. And I asked her, what do you, what do you do? Like, how are you this happy and joyful? And she said she meditated. And for me, again, this is 25 years ago. I thought of me- anybody who meditated, I'd never knew anybody that meditated, but I thought a person that meditates like a guru guy sitting on a mountaintop wearing a, you know, long white coat, beard, white beard, you know, white long hair. And so she completely shifted my paradigm of people that meditated. So she introduced me to her uh, meditation teacher and her meditation teacher, her name was Melanie. um, When I went to go visit her at her house, she said to me, you create your own reality. And something in me just went like, yeah, yes, I do. Wait, but how? Right. It was like this, this dance between this like spirit part of me is light part of me opening up. And then the, 
my mind going, well, how? Right. And she said, well, your thoughts, you're either attracting things to you or repelling things from you based on the way you think. And I was like, once again, I was like, yes, oh my gosh. It was like, I intuitively knew it, but never heard it before. And this is like, yes, the internet was around, but not like it is now. This is 25 years ago. I couldn't just Google, you know, law of attraction. I couldn't just Google, you know, universal laws, right? And so I was literally just so hungry and I would go and see peace speakers and teachers and read books and everything to help me understand how I was either repelling things away that I wanted or attracting things to me that I wanted or vice versa and started paying attention to what we just talked about, my consciousness. At that point, it was focusing on my thoughts. And that's when I started affirmations and meditation and, you know, started doing the kindergarten stuff. Again, nothing wrong with kindergarten. Got to learn how to draw. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Got to learn how to read. Right. And so that's when I started my, my path, but no, I mean, this is, and and even my family and friends, as I was going through this, when they read my first book, they were like, okay, she's lost her mind. She's lost her mind. Like they all thought I was crazy because it was so different than anything I grew up with. Now, has it rubbed off on your family, your friends? It, well, my parents know they're still very super negative and life sucks and why everything's happening to them. And, you know, it, it's difficult to hear them like that. I've had to come to a place where it's like, no matter what I do, I'm never going to make them happy. It's a choice that we all have to make. Um, but my friends are like, oh, my God, I heard someone talking on the radio. I thought she's like Christy. Right. So they they kind of uh, hear that stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, OK, I get oh, someone other than Christy is talking about this to me. Right. And so um, they've come along and, you know, and, and and my friend Leslie the other day, she's like, I need a I need a Christy perspective on this, which meant I need a positive perspective on this. And I was like, oh, that's you know, that's kind of cool. Don't you love to be that? That's yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. It feels good to have that type of influence. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information. So you were working with Universal Laws for about five years before... This started coming through you. How did you know what was happening? Well, what was interesting is around that time, so I've been practicing applying, you know, like shifting. The biggest thing for me and what I teach is shifting people from a mindset of lack into abundance, like really shifting a perspective from a victim mentality into a triumphant mentality, right? To right. a creator, from, from a, you know, kind of like I'm a victim to everything to I'm a creator, of my life. It's a very different shift. And that's what I was, I was practicing and doing. And so I got to a place where I noticed that in my career, I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was making great money. You know, um, I had great accolades and was winning awards and top in my you know region and all these different things. I was like, really, is this all there is? Right. It's like, I don't feel like I have any purpose or passion. As a matter of fact, I feel that of integrity because if I get a headache, I put peppermint oil on my head. I don't even take an aspirin, right? I get massages. I do acupuncture. I, I'm all about like supplementation. I'm, I got a B shot in my butt today because, you know, it's like, that's what I do. To, to I'm all about the natural way of staying in well-being. And that's for me as a choice. But here I was a pharmaceutical rep going from doctor to doctor, having them prescribe medications, which didn't feel right to me. So I realized what I'm lacking is integrity, but also what I'm lacking is purpose and passion. And integrity is everything for me. And, but I'm, I really want passion and purpose. And I want to love what I do. I want to feel like I'm really in integrity with what I do. And so that became what I started to, it's like in the desire factor, I talk about the principle of having, I started feeling as if I had passion and purpose and integrity for what I was doing. And so I started cultivating that and doing a lot of what the desire talks about and teaches and energy mastery and all that, like aligning with the vibration of that. 
And it was, it was about a month later, all of a sudden one night I was doing my nightly uh, meditation and I had a visual that came in with the cover of my book called Perfect Pictures. And I was kind of just looking at this in the meditation going, okay, interesting. But it said Perfect Pictures by Christy Whitman had the exact Arizona sunset kind of look on it. And I was like, okay, so went to bed, right? Curled under the covers, didn't think about it. 105 in the morning, I have as if someone, human being was talking in my ear. And I woke up and I'm like, okay, there's nobody talking. My husband at the time was asleep, right? And I'm like, what is happening? And I was starting to listen to the voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant, right? And so I got up, took pen to paper, took, took a pen to my journal, and just started writing. And then all of a sudden, my hand became independent of my own. It just, I mean, I was just literally sitting there just like watching my hand write. And so then I was done with it, kind of read a couple sentences. I was just like, whoa. Okay, so went back to bed. This happened to me seven nights in a row. And after the seventh night, seven in the book, seven chapters, after the seventh night, I had just recently seen Terry Cole Whitaker talk at a church. And she was a teacher and she, you know, and she was a minister. And I'm like, I would never see myself being a minister. Right. But it was like, wow, she has so much passion for life. And, you know, and, and she's an author. So I had emailed her and I said, how do you get a book published? And so she, she said, go online and find a literary agent. Again, had the internet, not as sophisticated as it is right now. I typed in literary agent and this guy's picture, Glenn Molette, I'll never forget with, um, with a uh, self-publishing or as a print-on-demand publisher. I didn't know the difference between self-publishing, print-on-demand, big publishing. I had no idea about any of it. Right. I, su I submitted, you know, I, I have this book. And he said, send me what you have. I sent it to him. He goes, okay, I'll publish it. Woo, great. You know, beginner's luck, yay. And um, so I got the book published. It was the most amazing. It's like receiving a baby in your arms. I opened this thing and it was like, it's my book. And had all my friends and family, you know, buy it. They were not the target market for it. Like I said, they all thought I had lost my freaking mind. And so I started to speak in spiritual bookstores and churches. And while I was doing these workshops in this, in this one particular bookstore, East West Bookstore in, in Sacramento, California, I had about six people in the room. And they were asking me if I coach them, if I coach and I was like, again, frame of reference. So I thought football coach, cheerleading coach, right? I, no, life coach. I'm like, what's a life coach, right? This is 20 years ago. It was before coaching was cool. This was like really woo-woo, right? And I was like, people do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a life coach, but call me on the phone and I'll, I'll help you go through whatever it is, you know? So they would call me on the phone. I would help them. I loved it. I loved the experience of from start to finish. And then I would love them emailing me back or calling me back going, Oh my God, this manifested or this happened. And so I was like, this is, I feel so passionate. I feel so on purpose with this. So I kept feeling my way into that, even though I was still a pharmaceutical rep, right. I was, I was just loving what I was doing. And then I had a teammate that was on my team was like, okay, what do you do? Because you're killing it. And I said, well, I can coach you. And she's like, I, I, yeah. So I started coaching her and she was my first paid client, $65 an hour, which is like crazy. And, uh, and she's, she got, she got from one of the lower ranks in the company to one of the highest ranks. She was even higher than me. And I was really high, high up there. And she won president's trophy award, which is like a big honor in the pharmaceutical industry and all this stuff. And um, I just love the process. And then she referred me a friend and it just started snowballing. And um, 15 years ago, so I was a coach for five years, building my business on the side. And 15 years ago, I went full time. And so I haven't looked back. That is amazing. And so mm -hmm. that's really how the divine counsel came through. Just like one night, middle of the night, blah. Did you ever think that you would be channeling? No. Um, as a matter of fact, my meditation teacher, Melanie, one of the first meetings that we had, and all of it was so new to me, I do remember her saying to me, oh, you're a channel. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you mean. But uh, I, what is that? Right. You know, but I do remember her saying that. I kind of felt like, oh, and then I for completely forgot about it. And then 
I just kept leaning in and I kept focusing because at, at one point, um, while doing energy healing with a group of people where I was coaching them and working with different, you know, meditations and stuff like that, my hands would go up and my hands would go up and I couldn't put my hands down. And then all of a sudden I was healing the person that I was seeing. And it was like incredible things like this just kept happening. And then I would see things like visually and hear things. And um, one time I was driving on the freeway and all of a sudden I had to pull over because I got this vision. It was like this, oh, you know, like the <laughs> clouds parted and heaven showed itself. Oh, what'd you say? The heavens move up. Yes, exactly. It, oh, it was incredible. And they, they, I would call them they, right. they were showing me this very high, because they're ascended masters. They're one, like very high beings of light. And they, they literally showed me themselves and then said to me create the sacred circle of light okay what's that <laughs> love to. what is that love to what is that exactly so they were like literally go around doing healing events and have people come to your you know to a zoom call once a week and you heal whatever's going on with them whether it's a mental healing they need or emotional healing they need or fit you know whatever it is We'll work with you and through you, give you the information. You just show up and you do the healing. Okay. So I had a heal. I had a goddess weekend I was doing. I invited um, the ladies that were there and I think six or seven signed up, right? To do this sacred circle of light with me. And on September 17th, I will never forget because that's my son's birthday. All of a sudden I could normally hear them very clear like tell her to do this or tell her to go that and, you know, go here with her, put your hand here. There's a block there. I could hear everything through them. Right. All of a sudden it was like the last woman was going for the day and they just all started talking. It was like nine, 12 of them were just like, blah, blah, blah. you know, it was like my kids tried to talk to me at the same time. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't hear anything. And my consciousness, literally I could have I, I could have bet you like my son's life. I mean, I would never do that, but I could have bet you a hundred percent that I had flung over the chair physically. And I didn't though. My consciousness was like onto the side, flinging over the chair, listening as they came through and thank God it was on zoom. And thank God it was recorded because then when I saw the recording, I was like, Hey, that's me. Hey, I have an accent. Hey, that's not, I mean, I look different, but it was the shell of my physical body. The energy was totally different. And I remember the moment of being over the chair, listening to them. And so the next kind of, it was like, okay, we're in this, let's do this. Yeah. Kept, in, kept inviting them in. And then now my consciousness totally goes out and there's comes in fully. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they come through to you or they come through you for people in the circle for your books, for your coaching clients, do they come through for you? And I'm sure I know the answer to oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes. Right? First of all, my business-wise, everything completely pivoted because I've been a coach, again, for 20 years. I would coach people, you know, I certify people through the Quantum Success Coaching Academy. That's still available. People can get certified as a coach. But everything pivoted now to Christy and the council. There's nothing that I do other than interviews, right? There's nothing I do that's just me. They're still, but they're still with me. I'm still Christy in the council, even though it's me that's showing up having this conversation. Um, they'll give me images and then I'll speak it, right? And yes, they guide me in everything that I do. I mean, just just the other day, I was like, you know, I need a new, I feel like I need a new nutrition plan with the way, you know, like I'm now 50 and, you know, different things I'm doing is, is working. I feel great. I look great. I'm doing Pilates, you know, I'm taking care of myself, but I feel like I just need a little edge. And then all of a sudden I was directed to go to this place. I, I kept being attracted to it, right? To go get a smoothie. And I walk in and, and the whole place, they're like, hey. I felt like Norm from Cheers, if you remember that show. I was like, oh my God, everybody knows my name, right? I was just like all excited. And it's a smoothie bar, but the owners are, they're trainers. And this woman, she's like 55. She's amazing. Like her body's all cut. She's totally healthy. And I, I was looking at her like, you know, Harry Met Sally. I want what she's having. 
And so I, so I asked her, I'm like, could you make me look like you? She goes, no, but I can make you look like you and even hotter. And I was like, oh, I like that. Right. So it's like, they guided me to go to that place because this is the asking that I had that I wanted just a nutrition plan. I could follow no questions asked work for me. So I'm going to meet with her this week. So it's just, it's stuff like that, where it's like, I just think of something and then I'm guided to it because I'm practicing the principles in the desire factor. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> Being in that alignment and that synchronicity, and then you just show up and like, yeah, boom, there it is. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you had said a, a, a while ago about when you were selling the pharmaceuticals, did it feel like you were in integrity with it? And then shifted so that you were, that you did find that spot of integrity. So I just have to ask, like when you're not feeling it and you want to be aligned with it, you want to be feeling it. It's like, where do you go? How does that work? Meditation. I just, it's honestly just taking, and, and I, I want to say there, there's so many people that have an idea of what meditation. So it's not like I go meditate for three hours. Mm-hmm. The count, the council's way of meditating, let's just, let's call it something different, right? Let's call it energy work. So I will literally go take myself aside, whether it's in my car, in my bedroom, wherever it may be, it could be sitting here at my desk and I'll just close my eyes. And w- what's great about the desire factor and which I'm so grateful that I now understand is that the forms of things in our life, right? It's like, we want these things, but it's really underneath it, what we're after, right? It's the essence of it. And so if we can understand, like if we're feeling off or if we're feeling out of alignment, which is really what you're asking, right? If you're feeling out of alignment, how do you get back in it? And it's understanding that the essence of feeling either safe or well-being or abundance or success or love or, you know, compassion, what's like whatever we desire to feel that energy is available to us. Now we don't have to get these forms. We don't have to accomplish these things. We don't have to go find a life partner. We don't have to, you know, sell our house. We don't have to get a divorce. Any of the things that we desire Essence wise, it's here right now. It's breathing us. The source is within us. It is us. And that is like a piano with different chords, right? It's like we get to choose, ah, I want to feel joy today and pull that energy in. And when you know how to properly do that, right? When you know how to really align with that energy and bring it into every single cell, now you just breathe that in. And that process only takes a couple of minutes. I, I was just telling someone the other day that, that she's like, I'm so tired. I'm always so exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm like, well, the first thing you have, you have to stop saying you're tired. Right. Right. You, you got to just stop saying I'm exhausted, but notice I'm feeling tired. So the opposite of what you're wanting is to feel what? Energized. Okay. Well, you have a source of energy that can energize you right now. Just hear yourself saying, I'm tired. Take yourself to rest for a minute. Allow yourself to feel connected with energy, with the feeling energized, feeling that vitality, that well-being. Let yourself be filled up with it. And then it's amazing how like you literally feel like you've just been doused in light, which energizes you. Whatever someone's feeling, if they're feeling worried about something, how do you want to feel? I want to feel safe. I want to feel protected. I want to feel, you know, secure. I want to feel faith, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. All of those tones of energy of those frequencies are available to us now. And that's what we all want is the state of being. And then from there, the forms come. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Now, is there any process that you teach about or the council does to like, keep this feeling in the body so that it doesn't want well, away. Well, here's the thing. And, and there's good news, bad news to this question. <laughs> when you think about us as human beings, mm-hmm. we don't just do something once and it's done. Like we don't just eat once and it's done, right? We don't just have, even during a day, we don't go eliminate just once. We do it all throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. We don't just refresh ourselves to, to drink something once we usually do it throughout the day right we 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 don't eat just once we do it throughout the day right 
we, we sustain ourselves if we're doing it in a healthy way. We don't just exercise one time, lift up weights, and then we're in great shape, right? We, we do it consistently. So energy work is like that because we have trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of cells in our body that all have receptor sites that all need to be filled up with energy. So if we are not deliberately choosing a high vibration to bring into our body, those receptor sites will suck up the energy from others, from the news, from the traffic, people that are driving. I mean, you could be driving and all of a sudden you're picking up energy from other people that you're driving and then you're feeling kind of obnoxious or worried about something or fearful. And you're like, where did this come from? I feel like this isn't mine, right? It's because our bodies need to bring in energy. But if we're deliberately going, okay, today I want to feel joy. Today is my joy day. I am going to be joyful no matter what. You fill yourself up with that energy. Well, when you're about to go to the bathroom to eliminate, so while you're sitting on the toilet, let yourself be filled up with joy. Or when you're going to go drink a glass of water, imagine you're just being filled up with joy. It's like doing it on a consistent basis. That's where most people think, oh, I meditated this morning, but why at two o'clock in the afternoon did they get knocked off and now they're tired or they feel like they need a handful of M&Ms or, you know, a coffee to jolt them up or, you know, whatever it is. The meditation lasted energetically only to a point because you're interacting with all these different people, right? Right. And, they, and, and now your energy is depleted. Oh, I love that. So just keep replenishing throughout the day. Yeah, but it doesn't have to take three hours to do it, right? It takes literally just less than a minute just to go close your eyes, connect with the divine that's breathing you, and you choose, like going to a vending machine. I choose the joy vibration today and just allow the joy, like just imagining just rays of joy going into every single cell in your body. Every single cell is like a happy face and it's being filled and plumped up with joy. And you're just like from the inside out, from the toe cell to the or to your kidney cell, to your liver cell, to your heart cell, to your brain cell, like all of the cells are just aligning with joy. And it's like, that's what I'm, that's how I'm now feeling. Now I'm going to say words that bring more joy. I'm going to think thoughts of joy. I'm going to have the perspective of being joyful and excited about my life. I'm going to feel that joy. I'm going to take action with that joy and then move in that. And then if you feel yourself get off, you feel you have split energy, stop, pause, fill. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I get chewed right here. Pause, fill. <laughs> it's like, remember when you were a kid and you learned the fire thing, stop, drop, and roll, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it totally. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I was going to ask if um, you could bring in the council. I can. Maybe you've got something to say to people listening. We are here. We are grateful to be asked to be part of your party. And we love, we always love the giggles because giggles make the cells happy. Giggles make the mind happy. Giggles are really such a beautiful energetic connection to higher vibrations because all of the higher energies are always in giggle mode it's alignment with what feels good all of you are designed to thrive and to feel good although your narratives your personal histories have shown a different story, but you all do create your life experience and you all do choose the narrative. And when you understand that you really are the author, you are the screenwriter of your life and that you are designed to have well-being, that well-being flow is always available to you. When you are aware of the fact that success is your nature to co-create with your divine and to create something whether it's a painting a piece of music or company whatever it may be a family success is your nature that 
abundance is your nature. It's your divine design. It's evident when you start to look for abundance, you see more abundance. The, the lack and the, the, the limitation really is a lie. Yes, you see it in your polar, polarity on your physical plane, but when you focus your attention on the lack and the limitation, you also see more of that. It's your own experience. And you're also divinely designed for loving and supportive relationships. All of them, from the garbage man to the next door neighbor to your mother-in-law, all of them are divinely designed to be loving and supportive. So when you start to align yourself with the truth that you are supported divinely, that you are infinitely loved, that you are a winner no matter what way you slice it. Because from a spiritual perspective, there are many souls that want to take a body. You're here. You're in the body. You won. And then you think of it from a physicality perspective. Do you know how many sperm had to get in and fertilize that egg? And the chances of the egg and the sperm creating a human body, a human baby, that really, they call that a miracle. Yes, it really is. And here you are. You are a winner, spiritual and physically. So here you are, spiritual and physical person. And you're here. You are already a winner. Not a wiener. You're a winner. And you're here to thrive and to feel good. So if all was well then what would you create? This is really the message. But there's a lot that are not well, either in their minds, in their emotions, in their pain bodies, what hooks them, what ignites them. They're not well in their bodies. But good news is, if you're still alive, you still have well-being flowing to you and through you. So it doesn't matter what your life experience has been. It's what you choose to have it be now and moving forward. Can you release the pain of the past? Yes, you can. It's all energy. You are all intelligent human beings filled with the infinite potential of life flowing through you, which is energy. And you choose the energy that you want to breathe, that you want to be in, that you want to experience, and you choose your life. We are grateful to be here with all of you. And we are always reminding each one of you that you are infinitely loved. Be well, dear one. So allow yourselves to just receive in like a waterfall of light. Just let yourself be doused in light. What a beautiful message. How do you feel when you receive them? Oh, I feel like I've just been put into a like a like a high vibrational energy I don't know cocoon it's just I feel, I come out and I'm like <laughs> I'm just blissed yeah yeah there and I don't, I don't know what they said to you because I'm out when when that happens but it just it feels so good I mean I just know that it's like they just bring such they bring the light I mean they really do light feels amazing yeah, absolutely. Was it like that at one o'clock in the morning when you first received them? It was more auditory. Sure. So, so they didn't enter, like they weren't using my physical body as my consciousness to speak. It was more like, I felt like they were talking in my ear. And what's different is that, you know, 20 20 years ago when I downloaded perfect pictures, it was like, they weren't those ascended masters. As I've raised my own vibration, as I have done my own healing work, as I have, you know, really ascended in my own life, 
right? It's like a changing of the guards. There, we have each one of us. Like they, they showed an image one time. It's like us sitting in the center of a football field and all the of a professional stadium, and all of this the this bleacher seats are filled with angelic support, masters, guides. Like we, each person has just a team, and sometimes it's a changing of the guard as the person ascends. And so I, as I continue to be dedicated to my light work, right, and doing light service and all that, at one point, maybe that's what you were reading. It was about five years ago when the changing of their guards came. And the, the voice that came through that, that had me put out perfect pictures is a very different voice than the council. Sure. Oh, absolutely. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but still early, early on, did you just, did you have a sense of how important this was going to be? No, I didn't. Cause, cause I was just trying to figure out my own life. Right. I, I was just, I, I was in the man. I was, I was stuck on the forms and wanting to manifest the guy in the house and the money, you know, and the money in the bank and the career success and the body and, you know, the trips and, you know, the retirement account, you know, like I was very much in the forms and that's why the desire factor is so important because it's the subtitle is how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. Because had I not been involved in all those forms and had I not used manifestation techniques to attract the money and the guy that, you know, all those things, even now my husband and my kids and, you know, and all that, I, I wouldn't have been able to then get on the other side of it and understanding that the forms are important to a human being, but what's more important to the divine in us is who we become in the process of attracting them. So if someone, and I've seen this as a coach for the past 20 years, if someone comes to me and says, I want to attract my ideal partner, great. Now we got to start with you. We got to do your own inner work. Where are, you, where are you limiting yourself to have love? Where are you not allowing that? Where are you resisting it? Where are you out of alignment? Where do you have split energy in the desire to have this partner? Because now let's clean that up. And I see it time after time, after time, after time, year after year, after year, the person cleans up their energy field and they get the money. They get the guy, they get the baby, they you know get the promotion, they start the business, they get the clients because it's all our own creation from the inside out. And so those are the kind of the things that most people, I want the car, I want the new house, or I want to sell my house, or I want to, you know, it's always the forms, but these forms lead us to understand that it's beyond the forms. It's be, it's the, the formed material landscape that we're in is spiritual in nature. And it is a spiritual journey always and it's who we're becoming and what the desires in us create that becoming to be. Yeah, I firmly also believe that everything around us is the spiritual journey. Everything we do is the spiritual journey, right? So it's up to us to rise to the challenge, meet the challenge. We're not, right? But everything around us is that journey. Yes. Right. So if people, well, well you know what? Before we go to like talking about your websites and everything, you've got a podcast. I do. I have a podcast and, and I'm rebranding it as well. As a matter of fact, as we yeah. speak. So, yeah. So I have the quantum success podcast mm -hmm. and um, we are, we are rebranding it into the desire factor podcast. So I'm that super excited about that. That feels good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, How long have you been doing that? I've had the um, Quantum Success podcast. Um, it was actually started out as a YouTube uh, video channel, which I still have. Um, so I've been doing that for nine years now and uh, putting out. So there's like, I mean, video after video after video on my YouTube channel, which is just mm -hmm. you look up Christy Whitman uh, on YouTube. And, uh, and then we started making that into a podcast and so there's lots of different episodes that are back and you can go and listen to them right now. It's the quantum success, but when we rebrand it to the desire factor, all those past episodes will be there as well. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 I love podcasts. I'm a freaking podcast junkie <laughs> all the time. 
So I just it's definitely- such a great way to learn and to expand. And it's just amazing. So thank you for what you do, Christy. Oh, well, yes. I'm so, I mean, it is so fun doing a podcast, isn't it? It is because you get to meet people if you're having doing interviews, right? Sometimes it's just you talking about stuff. I mean, it just really depends on the format of the podcast, but it's just, it's, it's fun to host it. It's fun to be on them. You know, it's, it's years ago, you know, I, I've been on the Today Show and I've been on the Hallmark Channel and, you know, I've done TED Talks and all this kind of stuff. But podcasting is so great because it's like you can have a real conversation and I remember years ago, like when I went on the Today Show, right? It was like I had to fly to be there, get my hair and makeup done, right? You get on the set and you get the perfect outfit. And you think about what you're going to say. There's all this preparation. And then it's like two minutes. And I'm like, I've got so much to say. I'm talking universal laws, people, right? It's like, I cannot tell you. I was once on a, um, a show in Arizona where they wanted me to talk about parenting. And it was four minutes, which felt like a lifetime on TV. But still, it was like scratching the surface, four minutes. And I was like, I have so much more to say. And so that's what I love about a podcast is that you can actually teach people in depth. I'm all about depth you know, to, to go deeper. And, and, and it's brilliant that way. Right. It can be as long as it needs to be. Yes. Right? So yeah. people ask me all the time, well, how, how long will this be? However long it needs to be. Right. No, no limits. And I love that. Yeah. Yes. So I would recommend everybody to listen to quantum success factor. Is it, um, when will it switch over to desire factor? Yeah, really soon. So you can just look at it now. Um, I think we're setting it up right now. So the desire factor is the podcast, but you can get there from quantum success. They're, they're yeah. going to be connected. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, we have to go listen to that. And then you've got a couple of websites, christywhitman.com and the desire factor.com. Yes. So if I may, I would love to give everybody a gift. <gasps> would you? That's so sweet. Yes, I would love to do that. So I got asked over and over and over again. We talked about a lot of very expanded you know, concepts and practical ways of applying it. And so I got asked all the time, how do you apply this? Like, what's the first thing someone does? And I would always say, watch your words. So I did, and, and when I would say, watch your words, most people didn't understand, well, what words am I watching, right? Because right. I don't know what words I'm saying are pulling my energy down. And I don't know what words I'm saying are expanding me because they're just not in tune yet. They don't know. So I created a free 30-day course called Watch Your Words. You could go to watchyourwords.com. There are videos, 30 videos. Every day you get a video, two to four minutes in length. And they tell you uh, the word or phrase, what not to say, why, what it's doing to your creations and vibrations, and what to say instead. And it's quick. It's, it, and then at the end, you get the 30, day, 30 uh, phrases and words listed. As you shift these things, oh my gosh, you feel so much better. You feel so much more expanded. You can see things manifesting. It is so important because when you become aware of the words... Now you become more aware of the thoughts and then you become more aware of the perspective and the emotions and the actions. So it all starts with the words. I so love that. That's <laughs> wonderful. And, and, and easy. I like what you're teaching is that it's things we can remember. Um, you know, I read so many books and then how much do I remember like this much? And, you know, we can, we can remember this and we can immediately apply it. Yes. It's wonderful. So watchyourwords.com and uh, take that free 30-day workshop, that 30-day training. That's wonderful. Super. Well, Christy, is there anything we have not covered, anything we haven't discussed that you think is important to mention? I think there's a lot of things we didn't discuss, but... (laughs) Right? Global warming. We didn't get to that. (laughs) There's a lot of things we could have talked about. Um, But as far as the desire factor, I think this is a good start. You know, it's a good car. It was a great conversation. I think we went in depth on a lot of different things. So, you know, obviously, if anybody wants to learn more, they can reach out to me and, and go further with that. So I just appreciate you having me on and thank you. 
I really appreciate you being on. It's been so much fun talking to you. And I would say go out and get uh, The Desire Factor. It is on Amazon. And it's everywhere, yeah. All the places. It's at all the places. Great. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.